one. <laughs> That's right. This is a Flophouse Mini. Welcome back. Uh, this is a mini episode of the Flophouse Podcast, a podcast that's normally about uh, reviewing movies and talking about it. But instead, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, we are joined by our three hosts. That's right. I'm Stuart <laughs> Wellington. My other hosts are... Uh, Dan McCoy, are you joining your, You're joining yourself. Sorry, go yeah. on. And I'm Elliot Kalen, and I can't wait to tell you later in the episode about our next episode of Flop TV, which will be one week from the day this airs, and our also live show in Los Angeles, October 19th. I'll tell you all about that later in the episode. But Dan, you had a question about whether Stuart was joining himself, and I think we need to really t- tease this out. Yeah, Let's untangle you, this. So are the are there two sides of your personality? One is the host, and one is Stuart Wellington, or were you astral? That's a great question, Dan. So you are <laughs> joining us. This is the flop house. This is not Wait, just so a regular flop so Listeners also joining us. So there's a lot of joining going on today. Everyone's joining. Uh, so welcome to. I wouldn't join any club that would have me as a member. Is the and problem. they would not have you either, Dan. Ironically, yeah. the club that would have you as a member still would reject you. Uh, welcome to another episode <laughs> okay. of. The Flophouse Motion Picture Puzzle Palace. Everybody's favorite game show. Another episode. It's another episode. This is the very yeah, first one. Yeah, MPPP. Is- <laughs> yeah, the Flophouse MPPP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> so this is a game where uh, our two contestants, Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalen, are mm. going to be competing for a big money prizes. I'll tell oh. you how much later after the show. Um, <laughs> oh, after the- so now, after the rules the of the show. game. Yep, the rules of the game are as simple as they are devious. <laughs> uh, okay. First rule is you guys can't use uh, Google or IMDb at all during this game. But I like okay. as simple as it is de- devious, it might be low for both. It might <laughs> yeah, be complicated and not it, devious. All we know is that they're at equal levels. <laughs> yeah, it is a clear ratio between the two. Now, uh, the, the rules of the game, I'm going to... Uh, the It's broken down into categories. In each category, we have a number of movies. I'm going to name the title of a movie, give a short synopsis, and maybe a couple of the actors that play main roles. And uh, you can either draw on your past experience or basically on any kind of context clues. Uh, And what you are each going to do is try and guess what the average user rating on IMDb for that (laughs) movie is. Whoever gets closest gets the point, okay? And then whoever has the most points at the end, that's right. They win the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is simple God. and it's devious. Like golf. It's very simple okay. and devious. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a special switcheroo. We'll find out. So uh, we are gonna. Are you guys ready to play the game? Or I'm so ready? Okay. So okay. Yeah, before let's, let's actually, do before it. we get in here, no, let's do uh, let's do the first question. Then we'll let's we'll find out it. a little bit about you guys. Okay, okay. let's do it. <laughs> okay. So, no, there's a get to know you section. <laughs> so the the Dan, first this is movie, a professional televised game show. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah. a get to know you section for me to skip when I'm watching it later. Mm-hmm. So the first category is plain movies. That's right, Stuart. Wellington. Movies that are not complicated, no flavor, just pl- no cheese on them, just plain. Mm, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're describing the categories. I'm the host. You're just one of the contestants. <laughs> no, I'm just guessing. Just when you one said, of the contestants. When you said a plane, or do you wow. mean a movie, fr- a, a movie that is a flat topography, that kind of plane? So, the first movie is <laughs> Plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> a pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. This movie stars Gerard Butler mm-hmm. and Michael Coulter and Tony Goldwyn. Dan, you get the first crack at this bad boy. Have you seen this movie? Do you I've know anything seen about Plane? Plane? Okay. Uh, I, you know, I would. <laughs> would you describe it as anything but? 
I would describe <laughs> it as it, it, you know, it passes the low bar of being probably the best Gerard Butler movie in a while. Uh, I would call it what our friends over at uh, Blank Check would say, a gentleman's six. And so in that spirit, I'm going to guess that the IMDb rating is six. I don't know whether I was supposed to do that yet, but I did. That's fine. Okay. Elliot. I was also going to guess a six, but I feel like now I've got to stake out different territories. So I'm going to yeah, say yeah. like a 5.8, just still pretty close. Guys, Dan gets the point, 6.5. Mm -hmm. Ah, you were a little harsh. Well, I mean, I honestly, I, I could have gone even higher. I do think that this is the kind of sort of like just meat and potatoes movie that the average IMDb user is not going to get so mad at that it'll drive it down, but they're not going to go... Gaga over it. Okay, guys. Next movie is Snakes on a Plane. Ooh. Okay. Uh, should I describe the synopsis, or are you both intimately familiar with the, I think the movie? I saw this with Elliot, maybe. But yeah, I believe so. In the theaters, a very empty yeah. theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was us and was it Eric. <laughs> yeah, it probably was us and Eric Marsizak, friend of the show. Uh, for uh, for listeners at home who aren't familiar and don't want to Google it. A FBI agent takes a plane full of deadly venomous snakes deliberately released to kill a witness being flown from Honolulu to Los mm -hmm. Angeles to testify against too much information. Oh, a mob boss. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, the description, I thought the description was super long. Okay. I was incorrect. No, but it was okay. only two, it was only, <laughs> only three only words two. longer. Do you guys, yeah. do you guys need to know the stars? Uh, I think I could list a lot of the stars. Yeah. You got, of course, Sam Jackson, mm -hmm. Juliana Margulies. Yep. Uh, Keenan Thompson is mm -hmm. in that. A lot of CGI snakes. Uh-huh. Um, there's oh, that Lynn, anonymous Lynn actor. Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay is in that. There's, oh. there's the actor whose name I don't remember who has the immortal line, get off my dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> the snake is, that's is, bitten him in the penis. Is, I, I feel like you're doing the line a disservice by not putting any effort into the delivery. Well, he I'm not put a lot of delivery. Is Jayma Mays in that or is it just an actress who looks kind of like Jayma Mays? I think... Uh, you, it might be someone who just okay. is a, like a look. Okay, so. Is, J is Jake Bobby Cannavale. Oh, he plays a snake? <laughs> <laughs> the man who saved Richard Kind's oh, life. <laughs> and David Koechner, yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, Elliot, since Dan got the last one, uh, why don't you give a shot on this one? What do you I'm think? I'm going to say 7.5. Uh, I'm going to say that the... The IMDb general public does not have the love of camp that you and I did when we enjoyed Snakes on the Plane and had a good mm. time. I'm going to say 5.3. 5.5? Dan is fucking good oh, at this shit. Dan, you're so good. <laughs> Speaking I, of, Dan, you're so good at this. Why don't we learn a little bit about you, Dan? It says you're from <laughs> Illinois. What's yeah, I'm that from all Illinois. about? See, this is why. I'm, 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 I'm from the heartland. Uh -huh, I'm a man yeah. of the people. It's hard <laughs> for me, I know what real America. To, to, to judge these scores. But, Dan, yeah, right. you're, you're, from the real, uh, you're from the real America, Illinois. I went, I went to now, college at Earlham College. Oh, Earlham College. Where I met uh, Stuart Wellington oh, of the Flophouse. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have you. Now, let's move on. <laughs> uh, our next movie is... Elliot, that's not as interesting. No one needs to know about him. I'm assuming that you'll get your own spotlight later oh, on the show. Uh, thank goodness, if only, if only. We My have chance of stardom. 2004's Soul Plane. Ugh. It's a comedy? So this is a, there's only one plane, a soul plane? Mm-hmm. S-O-L-E? Uh, Nope, it's a S-O-U-L plane. Uh, Things get raucously funny. Mm-hmm aboard the maiden flight of a black-owned airline, thanks to some last-minute passenger additions. Snakes? 
I don't believe so. Uh, do we need to know? Do you need to know any of the stars? Because one of them is Snoop Dogg. Oh, Tom Arnold. So there's a dog right. on the plane. Even though there's right. Kevin I do remember that Tom Arnold was in Soul Plane. <laughs> <laughs> Method Man. Godfrey. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Pretty big cast. Monique. All the stars. Um, wait, who goes first? Uh, it's your turn, Dan. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to guess that this is a movie that, um, you know, critics scoffed at, but has at this point a cult following. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with a 5.8. 5.8. Okay. Elliot. I'm going to go lower than that. I'm uh-huh. going to say it's a four. Elliot gets it. 4.5. Damn. Mm. I feel you were being a little charitable. Now, Elliot, you were the harsher one. Is that because you come from New Jersey, America? That's right. I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey, where we're very highly critical of everything. We don't even want to remember stuff. Forget about it, we say. It, it's not worth sticking in your memory and keeping in your brain. Yeah. Throw it in your middle trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Now, guys, we're about to do the last movie of the round. This is a Flophouse fave. That's right. Money Plane from 2020. Oh, starring Kelsey Grammer as The Rumble. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Starring uh, a professional thief with $40 million in debt and his family's life on the line must commit one final heist. Rob a futuristic mm, mm, <laughs> I don't know airborne casino filled with the world's uh filled with the world's most dangerous criminals. Huh? By by futuristic <laughs> they mean it has one bed on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh so uh Elliot, you just got the last one. Why don't we uh why don't we hear from you in this? Uh money plane. I'm gonna say that that is I don't wanna sound uh I'm also gonna I'm gonna give this one a 4.8. I know I'm still Ooh. sticking in the same territory, but it is, is a movie that, that is- more, Did you just give it a higher rating than uh, the last movie? Than Soul Plane? I, yeah. I, only because Soul Plane was up at 4.5. This one, I'll tell you that it had. it's not very good. It is hilarious. Uh, but I think it's got probably more action in it than Soul Plane. And I think mm-hmm. IMDb users, they like to reward action, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Dan knows them better than me again. Dan is like- He's he. I know he's more of a letterboxed guy, and he is mm-hmm. very religious about uh, reviewing every movie he sees on letterboxed, giving it. It's true. Very wow, the way Elliot well, says that sounds like a burn. Sometimes it's not a burn. It's really. I and I admire that Dan has the stick to it. I joined Letterboxd and found I did not care enough to tell people what I thought about movies in that format. You know, I, I admire that Dan does. I feel like you should consider it a opportunity to not have to answer your children's demands. <laughs> That's not how children work. I can't say to them, hey, hold on a second. I'm writing a review of this movie. I'm I'm logging what I saw. Yeah, I'm writing a review of The Murder of Mr. Devil, a a Czech (laughs) film from the 60s on Letterboxd. Hold on. And they'll go, oh, of course, Daddy. This is more important than me demanding a snack. You don't have – you could just – you could just star rate them. You don't have to write anything. I would love to see what you're you're watching by being able to subscribe to your. Yeah, you don't have to feed. write like a witty but, witty um, review if you don't need to. You know, maybe I'll spend some time in the next couple of days updating it with the with the things I've watched since the last time I started rating Man, things. Personal growth here. Yeah, I want so, to say, Dan, what what are we dropping on? Well, this no, <laughs> oh, okay. with regard to me writing letterbox reviews, uh, you do, I, and you write them very well. They're very good reviews. Th- mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I but I also if I have something to say. I made this rule for myself. I will write something about all of them. If I have something to say, that will turn into an actual review. Occasionally, if I don't feel like I'm going to add anything to the discourse or I'm tired, it'll just be a one-line joke. 
So uh-huh. it was very freeing when I thought to myself, like, well, I will write something for everything, but it won't necessarily be insightful all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thank you for, if you, you know, if there are any listeners, follow me. Um, on Letterboxd, well, not in your um, neighborhood. Yeah, don't follow me around. Um, you will I, be bored. I, That's, uh, your username is uh, uh, VampireLover69, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you try and follow me, yeah, emo- <laughs> what would you get? A lot of standing outside the house, which I rarely leave, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. and either me going to yoga, a movie, or a picket line. <laughs> Those are the things. <laughs> and if and if you're a stranger, Dan will be very concerned that you're approaching him. <laughs> <laughs> Until you tell him you like the show, then he'll love you. No, it's true. I did. I tell you, I didn't. Don't think I told this on the show, but someone approached me in Union Square, and they had a city bike, and like because you know like, this was when you were uh, riding because he didn't get a PS5. <laughs> uh, that's a topical what? reference. I don't know to what that New joke is. Yeah, that's I, a story I missed. I'm on the other side of no, the No, I was, it was after a picket and I was going to the, the subway and they had a city bike and a bag of pretzels <laughs> and they like drifted towards me. And I'm like, why is this cyclist, you know, like crowding me? And then they said, Dan McCoy, I think you're great. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like my affect, you know, as long as you're there to just say one nice thing and then <laughs> ride on. Mm-hmm. Yep, enjoy yeah. your pretzels Dan, somewhere Dan, else. Dan closes the box cutter he keeps in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he already put his keys between his knuckles yeah. just in case. I, I want to make it clear. It's nothing that you're doing as the public. It is me as a, as a human who doesn't know how to relate to people I haven't logged a lot of time with already. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the coolest thing is when he puts those keys between his knuckles, he says, snick it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, sorry, to money plane. Yeah, money plane. What uh, do you think the My thinking on this is? is, I'm glad Elliot brought up my letterbacks, letter, letterbacks, letterbox. <laughs> I want my letterbacks, letterbacks, letterbacks. <laughs> I want my letterbacks. Dan mispronounces words. I don't know that the rest of the world is what I am, which is an ironist who uh, will rate things according to my own personal enjoyment of them, eschewing the idea of objective, you know, ratings of art and Mm -hmm. just talking about how I felt. Yeah, some people are Virgos. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think although Money Plane gives great pleasure to the viewer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that the average viewer would rate it a four. The rating is 3.2. Dan oh, wow. gets the point. Uh-oh. So Dan, going, you are blowing me round. out of the water with this game. <laughs> it is Dan 3, Elliot 1. Are you guys ready for the next startling category? <laughs> How startling <laughs> is it? I might well, not be ready. I don't know if I could ever be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. The next category is... Extra cheese. <laughs> oh, what? oh, you idiots. I can't believe you fell for it. What? You thought we were playing the Flophouse Motion Picture Puzzle Palace, <laughs> but in fact, we are playing the Flophouse Motion Picture Pizza Parlor, where all the categories are pizza related. <laughs> so, but we weren't playing it before. I did, I did fall for it. Oh, you just told me a thing and I for you at your word. I do feel like a, like a real fool, yeah. Okay. Why did I believe you? Okay, well, now here the scores are doubled. Uh-oh. Okay. So it's, so, yeah, because it's extra cheese. That's why the scores are doubled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scores are doubled. So, the first movie in I don't this know category. If I, I, that was startling. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over the shame and the shock of misunderstanding what game we were playing. 
The first movie in this category, in the extra cheese category, is E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Because they eat pizza in one part? No, extra. Extra oh, cheese. Extraterrestrial. Keep up. I, I thought it was going to be pizza themed. But <laughs> I thought so too. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm misremembering. I, I thought it was explicitly theme. said that was the case. That's <laughs> confusing. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Wait, whose turn is it? Uh, well, let me explain E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Okay. Yeah, we got to figure out what child, kind of movie this is, in case we haven't heard of it. Yep, a troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape from Earth and return to his home planet. Okay, uh, do you guys need to know the director? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's Mr. Steven Spielberg. Yep. Okay, uh, you don't get extra credit, but good pull, Dan. Uh, and you guys, you guys have yeah, seen this cut, one, Dan. right? Yeah, deep cut. I, no, I'm familiar with this movie. It, cool. It traumatized me as a child, and I've enjoyed it as an adult. Since, I always uh, like it when uh, when ads will mention a they'll they'll reset they'll advertise an old movie by by mentioning the newest movie a director made. Do you think there's ever an ad for ET on DVD that said from the director of Terminal? <laughs> Was that Terminal? <laughs> I hope terminal, so. Yeah. You know. Audrey has never seen E.T., but she saw a clip of it at, like, a pre-show at a, at, at a movie that we watched. And, sure. And I, I was like, oh, you know, like, I've given up on trying to be like, oh, you should see this movie because, number one, she ignores it. And, number two, like, I don't want to be, like, too much of, yeah, there's no like, a guy. In that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, all I will say is, like, I think you will like that one and then pass along. But other people were, like, really trying to push E.T. on her when they couldn't find – and uh, and she's like, it's too sad. It looks too sad. And the, like, the, she had seen the scene like after ET recovers, but is still sick. And I'm like, oh, you didn't even see the saddest part. Yeah. But we were all trying to convince her. Like, it is happily, you know, just because a sad thing happens in a movie, you can still. In, anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Spoilers for ET, a movie. It's part that, of the human experience, being yeah. sad, yeah, being exactly. happy. You know? and we're the yeah, there's no happy without sad. It's the great wheel. Yeah. 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 Um, um, Two okay, sides of so, the same coin. Happy, sad goes. Uh, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Join me. <laughs> You're right. We are alike. <laughs> because Dan is in the lead, he is going to have to oh. shoot his shot first. Uh, well, this was for a very long time the highest-grossing movie ever. Mm -hmm. uh, so it must have connected with people. I'm going to say until the Zack Snyder JLA Justice League cut came out, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say just because there are a few spoil sports out there who, you know, are grumps, 8.7. Elliot? I'm going to give it a perfect nine. Guys, 7.9. Wow. That's objectively that's stupid. A that's lot an of objectively stupid <laughs> score for ET. Uh, but that's a damn point. That's a uh, dumb score. It is a bad score. Yeah. I think yeah. we can all agree. So, in the extra cheese category, the next movie is. <laughs> Swiss Army Man. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, this Swiss is getting closer to cheese. <laughs> Army uh, Man. <laughs> a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get mm -hmm. home. From, Os from Oscar winners, the Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need any more information? Are you guys familiar with this movie? I can tell. Uh, it's it's uh, what, Paul Dano and uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never, I never saw it at the time because the idea of a farting corpse 
movie didn't appeal to me. There's not that much farting in it. There's less than you think. Okay. I mean, now that I liked everything everywhere all at once, I'm curious to go back. Have you seen it? Yes. Swiss Army Man I had seen before everything everywhere all at once. And it feels like Swiss Army Man is, they have all the ingenuity and inventiveness of everything everywhere all at once without a real story or Mm -hmm. a thing to say. So it feels like, it, it feels like young artists experimenting with technique before they hit on meaning. Where and yes. they come to a, a fruition, a culmination with everything, everywhere all at once. But there's good stuff in it. It's a, it's a fun movie, you know. And it's a and that's the kind of thing where like uh, because there's like a youthful exuberance to it or inventiveness, uh, you might uh, a viewer might attach meaning to it and and like it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, at times it gets a little uh, chewy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in that kind of. I I don't. The only way I can really describe it is in that kind of like indie luminaires type type quality feeling, you know, where mm-hmm. something is reaching for for uh, emotion but is failing. Uh, but it's- So like the sort of thing where you're like, uh, why would we wear belts when we can just wear rope instead? <laughs> I guess, something like that. But, uh, <laughs> Technology never got better than the good old-fashioned rope. Okay. It's, it's the kind of movie where there's scenes of like people on a deserted island using the stuff around them to like recreate- modern life experiences in low-tech ways. and But there's good stuff in it. It's a good movie. It's just like, it's not what Everything Everywhere All Wants is. But that's Swiss Army Man. I give okay. it. Uh, yeah, do you want to you shoot your shot, Elliot? Oh, it's so, I, it's so hard because for IMDb, it could it, IMDb swings wildly between Dan, middle of the road, all-American, you know, mainstream <laughs> corn. Uh-huh. And, and also, it swings hey. wildly between that and people who think they are real like cineast elites and mm-hmm. want to show off what they've watched and things like that. Not as much as Letterboxd, but, uh, but uh, shots fired, bang, bang. Uh, but I feel like the, you, you never can be quite sure. But I'm going to say uh, 4.9 from IMDb. I think it's a better movie than that, but I'm going to say that IMDb gives it a 4.9. Dan. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.3. Six point nine. Wow, oh, that's wow. Only, higher than I would have expected. That is only a full point away from ET, the extraterrestrial, <laughs> <laughs> which is again stu- as as Swiss Army Man is not a bad movie, but it is not one point less than ET. It is ET. It should be far higher than that. I mean, but here's the thing: we're also I keep forgetting it's a self-selecting audience who's going to see and then rate yes. Swiss Army Man. You know. Uh, although the, you always do get like <laughs> a surprisingly large contingent of people who have just seemed to have stumbled over a thing and watched it and been entirely disgusted by it, and which is like, I understand that this is like a normal way to interact with art, but it is so foreign to me to like the idea of like, well, I know absolutely nothing about this movie and I'm going to stick with it all the way through if I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm going to watch the whole... Dan, a lot of people have a lot of time to kill in their lives. Yeah. And for okay. a lot of people, it's hard to stop watching a movie. It's hard that once they start, they, yeah. once they pop, they can't stop. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that's that's <laughs> the great thing about movies. Speechless. Yeah, once, once they pop culture, they can't, can't stop culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Our next movie in the category uh, of cheese, extra cheese, mm-hmm. is a movie from South Korea yeah. titled Cheese in the Trap. Now, this <laughs> okay. is based on, Ooh. I believe, a webtoon or a webcomic. <laughs> and there's okay. also been a TV show of the same name and, I believe, uh, plot. Uh, I'm assuming you're unfamiliar, so let me give I'm, a yeah, quick Yeah, I need synopsis. to know the, mm-hmm. the plot and cast, please. 
<laughs> Hong Sol is an ordinary university student. She is busy working part-time jobs to pay for her tuition fee and living expenses. Young Ju, uh, Yu Jun is her senior at the same university. He seems perfect. He comes from a wealthy family. He has a kind attitude to others, and he is handsome. But Hong Sol does not feel comfortable around Yu Jun. And suddenly, Yu Jun comes and talks to her. He wants to go out on a date. <laughs> 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 oh, that's it. That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a real slice of life, slice of cheese movie. Uh, am I up? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Dan, you got to shoot oh, your okay. shot first, so buddy. I think that for the reasons that Elliot actually just mentioned about it being a self-selecting group that rates a lot of these things, this uh, seems like it's part of kind of a family of stuff, like mm -hmm. a franchise. Uh so I'm going to say that the fans came and they gave this a 7.4. Okay. okay. Okay, I'm going to need to know some of the cast before I can make my accurate, my accurate <laughs> rating. Uh, Min Sugo. Okay. Park Hae-jin. Mm -hmm. Yu In-young. Dok Hyung-jo. Man, I'm, I'm crushing. Yeah, it. this is this information is less helpful than I thought it might be. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say I think so, Dan. What do you say? A seven point something? Four. Seven, seven I'm going to go the opposite four. way. I'm going to say the fans came and they were so mad about how it wrecked with the source material that they gave it a two, two point two. Oh man, I have to do some fucking math. They're so oh, mad. They're boy. so they're so furious about it. Okay, well I've I've it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> It is in the middle. It is five point seven, which is closer to Dan. Oh. Okay. I'm guessing the fans were balanced out by the fans who hated this adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and man, can, Dan, it's interesting about this game is that you don't get penalized for going over uh, as you yeah. do in some other games. Yeah. Uh, well, that's to prevent that. Uh, you know the yeah, the, the, just saying the gamesmanship. I don't like it. I don't like it. I never liked that rule. I think it should just be whoever's closest. Whoever's closest. Wise words from the guy winning the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. standing conviction that just happens to, this <laughs> come happens to be play. helping you quite a bit. <laughs> this is the last Dan's movie. Dan's always loved the, the Electoral College. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's lost the popular vote in every election and yet somehow re remains president of the flop house. Yeah. Look, our founding fathers made it that way for a reason, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate I want to make it clear I don't like the electoral college actually yeah. I think I don't know he's winking at me when he says he do doesn't the like the electoral college vote in this country uh, and he's staring at his poster of Donald Trump <laughs> no <laughs> and, and and kissing not existing oh, wow. uh -huh. he has uh, what it's an original Ben Garrison cartoon <laughs> <laughs> that you have framed? that guy is a nut. <laughs> Like, I understand. Yeah, no, it's I know. Mean, I don't understand, but like, I get how they're like they have people with different political views than me. You know, writing these like highly conservative. <laughs> but his cartoon, Elliot's quickly googling with a buff sure Donald it. Trump. Oh yeah, I know those ones. Uh, okay, the last uh, movie. What in I our like, what I love anyone oh, who okay. does a cart who does cartoons where the cartoons don't have a joke. But it's just yeah. like it's just a metaphor for how cool he thinks something is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's up there with what it, I forget the name of the artist who does those paintings of all the founding fathers crying as Barack Obama <laughs> stops on a flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so the final movie in the category of extra cheese is titled Mozzarella Stories from 2011. <laughs> 
So this is a ca- wait. Oh, this is a movie. Okay. okay. I thought this, this was movie. another category in extra cheese for a moment. No, not yeah. It's a subcategory. <laughs> oh man, I should have had subcategories. Uh, Chicchio D.O.P., the king of mozzarella in the south of Italy, uh-huh. is provoking a number of events as he sees his empire threatened by the Chinese producers. That's just good oh, he's summarizing. Provoking, provoking a, a number, number of events. Of events. <laughs> uh, I can see it now. <laughs> Painted a real I would say picture in my brain. The, that's, the well, biggest... that's, it's in Robert McKee's story, he says the protagonist <laughs> should be active and always be provoking events. A number of them, if possible. <laughs> our, uh, our, our biggest name in this one is Ada Turturro. Okay. She plays Ottilia. Yeah, this sounds to me like something that, you know, did well at Sundance and then disappeared. Which, by the way, guys, I got to say, uh, at some point we're going to, we're going to be, uh, you know, the the AMPTP is going to offer a fair deal and stop being fucking assholes. Eventually, and we're gonna get back gonna to watching. going to realize it, yeah. We're going we're gonna to start watching uh, current movies again. And, oh, the jealousy I had when flying back from Greece and watching multiple people watching Mafia Mama on their fucking oh, yeah. on their little screens, <laughs> well, and I'm like, I shielding you, my eyes as a, as a celebration for reaching that agreement. We can do that the very first. Oh, what, uh, a Mafia fitting, Mama what a fitting way to celebrate the return to work of, a, of an industry. I do want to say though, like, that people have really been enjoying uh, the flashback episodes, and uh-huh. I've been enjoying doing them because we get to choose things that are interesting rather than just being stuck with whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. So I yep. do think that uh-huh. we should figure out some way of folding that in going forward. I think we Yeah, I think we've, so. We can mix it up. We don't we don't yeah. have to stick one or the other. Yeah. I mean, we'll always we'll still see Mafia Mama. I feel I've been hearing and a lot I've got a lot of, of Mafia Mama is <laughs> yeah. what Elliot declares. <laughs> I've got a lot of people I've I've had a lot of people tell me that they want to hear our take on the Flash at some point also. Oh. And oh. I say yeah. Ricky and the Flash, Meryl Streep's Meryl Streep's greatest film and they go no no, no the <laughs> other one the Flash. It's on Max right now and tell I'm telling you Ricky we, and the Flash is on Max? <laughs> well, it might be. I don't know. But The Flash is on Max, and I'm like, uh, with what Zaslov has done to this, like, the one thing I actually kind of want to watch on here out of, like, morbid curiosity is The Flash, but I know that we're going to have to watch it for the, yeah, for the show eventually, so I'm not going to. Okay, mozzarella stories, guys. Give me a rating. Dan, shoot your shot. You're still in the lead. Uh, has a chance to 3.4. 3.4 for mozzarella 3. stories. 3.4, okay. Stories. Not a fan, says no. Dan. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say only the people in who family only family members of the filmmakers have reviewed it. So I'm gonna say 8.5, better than ET. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, was that? what was your? Uh, I think I think I said 3.4. Okay, uh, and you said 8.5. 8.5. I believe it goes to Dan with 5.7, unless I fucked up my math. <laughs> Oh man, another big category for Dan McCoy. Wow. No, I think that is narrowly Dan's. Yeah. It's what, 2.8 away from me and 2. Point, what was yours, Dan? 3. Point what? Four? Uh, yeah. yeah now, yeah, I, think- uh, I think this has been a really fun game so far, guys. But why don't we get to, uh, why don't we hear a word from our sponsors and then we'll get back to the what, game. What could be fairer than me throwing out random numbers and losing almost every time? What could be more fun than that? Yeah, let's see some ads. <laughs> I mean, Elliot I could mean, be anything, relying on his background as a, a cultured cineast. <laughs> and the knowledge that you, uh, yeah, that this is Who knows? largely maybe the next, a luck game. Maybe yeah. the next category my, is more for you. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the of the, of the the cinema world, as I once believed I did. Um, hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? Hold on. I'm trying to 
Uh, mon podcast, vous play. <laughs> That's do you like my podcast? Dan, you know, I took, how did you gain such fluency in obviously a foreign language to you? Well, you know what? I took five years of French in school. <laughs> I think it's five years. That, that is less. That well, is less Jesus. impressive. Mon podcast, vous play. Yeah, I know. Audrey will ask me like what a French song is saying. I'm like, I can tell you what every fifth word is. If you, <laughs> that might help. Um, so obviously, I could use Babel this summer. You can start speaking a new language with Babel. Babel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Developed by over 150 expert linguists, Babbel gives you unlimited access to hundreds of award-winning lessons designed for all learners based on level and time commitment. If you don't want to be like me, Dan McCoy, a man who, again, took five years of French, spent a few weeks in France in high school, uh, but has lost most of his language acuity, you can keep it up. You can keep it up. You can learn it anew. You can learn it for the first time with Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash flop. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash flop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash flop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, we've got another sponsor today, and I'll just start with a little bit of personal revelation. Regular Flophouse listeners will know where I stand on the subject of cooking. I hate it. It sucks. Cooking is difficult. It doesn't turn out right half the time. Worst of all, it takes too much time. Time! The one thing I have the least of in this world. The only resource that I can only lose, I can never regain. If you're mm. like me, you're looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days, why not save time and eat well and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle that I'm you're trying to create? I'm definitely trying to be more healthy, but it's not happening. But maybe it will as I rely more on Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. With Factor, you can skip the trips to the grocery store. Just don't even go. Skip the chopping, the <laughs> prepping. Skip most of the cleaning up too while you still get the flavor and nutritional quality you need. It's, their meals are fresh. They are never frozen. They're ready to go in just two minutes. You just pop them in the microwave, heat them up, just enjoy them, and then you get back to as they t say in the talking points, crushing your goals. That's not the way I would put it. In my way, you, you go back to the endless treadmill that is life where you can never really catch up or get ahead. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. You can choose from 34 plus, more than 34 weekly flavor-packed, dietitian approved meals. Again, they're already eaten two minutes. There's also the gourmet plus option, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Those are all premium ingredients, and I, I'm a big fan of those. Leeks, I love. Asparagus, I love. Truffle butter, it tastes great. Look. He really likes the way it makes his peas smell. Mm -hmm. it, well, that is part. I mean, I like to know that I'm like here. I like to be able to smell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. What, when I'm, I'm never on the World War One uh, front lines where I need to worry about my peace, giving away my my location to the enemy. <laughs> I like to know. I like to pee in a toilet and have yeah, people know, hey, someone's been here. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. Speaking of the food and not the pee, so Factor sent us a selection of their meals. <laughs> Everything arrived super well packed, cold. It felt fresh. It was not frozen, but it was still cold and fresh and ready to cook. The first one I had to go with, of course, was the chipotle pork chop. It was really good. It was spicy. And it felt it, everything tasted really fresh and it, like it had been prepared by me just then for a moment. 
but it was actually prepared by someone much better than me, a professional who knows how to cook because mm. I don't know how to and I don't like to. So the idea of getting fresh cooked food that I can eat whenever I want at any time, it's a dream. So that's Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash flop50 and use the code flop50 to get 50% off. That's code flop50 at factormeals.com slash flop50 to get 50% off of your meals. Stop cooking. Start eating. Factor. How do you like that slogan? I made it up. That was good. Intense. Uh, so we also have a Jumbotron. And it goes like this. <laughs> This message is for Andrew, and it's from Alan. Happy birthday to Sloan and Parker's dad, my favorite brother, and the most dedicated Flophouse listener I know. I will forever treasure the memory of that time we spent an evening listening to Stuart getting increasingly upset about cars. You're <laughs> the freaking best. <laughs> oh, remember the time. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I remember the time when we fell in love, girl. Uh, that was... That was very sweet. Hey, guys, before we get back to the increasingly nonsensical and hard for me to understand game that we're playing. Uh, like I a have, loser. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if I was winning, I'd understand it. I have two things I want to tell you about. The first is you don't have to just listen to the Flophouse. You can watch the Flophouse with Flop TV, our monthly six-part series where we are going to be talking about some of the biggest and most requested flop movies that there are. Finally, movies we have never talked about on the podcast before. Flop TV is a streamlined, kind of one-hour version of the show. It's like watching a TV version of the Flophouse. Each episode has a presentation from one of us. We talk about a movie. We take questions from the uh, the viewers through the chat function. It's really great. Our first episode last month, Beastmaster 2 Through the Portal of Time, was super fun. And you know what? You can still watch it because even if what? you miss an episode of Flop TV, we're going to leave the video recordings up on the website for the entirety of the run of the show. So if you miss an episode, you don't have to worry. You can still go back and watch it. All six episodes will be available by the end of the run. So we've got individual tickets, but also season passes. That season pass is still worth getting because you can still watch the old episodes if you miss them. But our next episode is one week from the release of this Flophouse that you're listening to today. Our next episode, Dan, what movie are we watching? What sexy animated movie are we watching? <laughs> We're watching Cool World, the movie that saw... Uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit? They're like, okay, let's take the Jessica Rabbit part, let's put it in the middle, let's make it creepy, and then let's have a bunch of like weird things happening all over the screen to distract and annoy. <laughs> yep, that's right. It's like they, it's like they, they, they uh, pre-understood. They like predicted the Star Wars special edition where they're like, what if a movie had a lot of crazy crap running around all <laughs> over the margins of the frame, making it hard to pay attention to the movie? Let's just do that. So go to theflophouse.simpleticks.com to get tickets. It'll be super fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Dan is going to do the summary for Cool World, and he's a record perv. So you're going to – It's who knows where it's going to go. And I'm – you know, you said it already. I'm just – I'm glad that we made the decision. You know, there there, there were there are reasons in the past where we're like, oh, we should have a viewing window on this thing. We have to, like, cut it off at some point. Like, in this case, we realized why are we – punishing people who might want to see all of the shows, like they can still like get a season pass and go back and watch from the beginning. Uh, and I've been gratified to see that when we announced that on social media, this is the first time we've announced it on the show. We announced it on social media, people were really excited about yeah. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so go to theflophouse.simpletix.com and watch our Beastmaster 2 episode. It'll be up for a while. You can keep watching it. Cool World will be a week from today. That's September 9th at 
6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That Cool World, the episode, will be broadcasting live. If you can't make us for the live broadcast, then you can always watch the recording at any time that you want. we got a lot of other great movies coming up once a month. It's going to be super fun through January. And hey, if you want to watch us and you also want to smell the air that's coming off of us and maybe kind of feel the electricity <laughs> crackling off our skins from a I distance. I agree to anyone smelling my air. <laughs> we can't stop them if they're in the same room. We are going to yeah. be doing two live shows in one night on Thursday, October 19th at Vidiot's. So we're going to be really smelly. <laughs> we're going to be very smelly by the, the end of that second show. By the late show. show. That's at Vidiot's in Los Angeles. This is our first Los Angeles show in a while. We're going to be doing, again, two shows in one night, two entirely different shows in one night. The first show is going to be Speed 2 Cruise Control. The second <laughs> show will be Three Men and a Baby. As Dan dubbed it, it is a night of, of numbers between one and four. <laughs> Just go to uh, vidiotsfoundation.org, and it'll be on the calendar October 19th, vidiotsfoundation.org. Vidiots is a great new location in uh, L.A. It's the new uh, the new spot for a tradition for a classic kind of legendary L.A. video store, but now it has a theater space. It's a really comfortable movie theater. It's really fun to be in. I'm really excited about it. So that's two shows in one night. If you're in the Los Angeles area, come join us, idiotsfoundation.org. And if you're not in the Los Angeles area, hey, watch us on TV, on your computer, next week, September 9th, <laughs> with Flop TV. That's the theflophouse.com. you pretending like that's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the same thing that I used to make spreadsheets for work. I can watch TV on that. Oh, okay. Wait, you're watching it on a computer? The thing that has disrupted our entire industry? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A computer? Computers. The thing that I go to fear.com for? <laughs> D. D Snyder's Strangeland? It's the only place to get either of those things. Yeah. The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent, filthy mouth Star Trek podcast is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have a live show tour, and we are inviting all Star Trek fans and Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour, and we're going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V. That's the one where they kill God. We're going to be in a bunch of cities, and greatestgentour.com has all the info and ticket links. That's greatestgentour.com for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. Come share your embarrassment with us. And grow stronger from the sharing. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the host of Schmanners. We don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people. No, on Schmanners, we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence. So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back. Of course, we are playing everyone's favorite game here at the Flophouse. It is the Flophouse Motion Picture Pizza Parlor. So it's still the pizza parlor. <laughs> it's still the pizza parlor. Every category is about p -p -p pizza stuff. Except the okay. categories are just named <laughs> about pizza stuff. Like they're not yeah. necessarily pizza movies. Well, the mozzarella one might have been. Oh, wow. Elliot, uh, you're being extra hatery today? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep track for myself of what this game is. Let's see if you can turn that is. shit around. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's all sour grapes. I'm just mad I'm losing. Okay, so the next category is Meat Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> meat Lovers. And the first, uh, first movie in this category is 
Dan's favorite movie, The Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> uh, this is a horror movie from 2008. A photographer's obsessive pursuit of dark subject matter leads him into the path of a serial killer who stalks the late-night commuters, ultimately butchering them in the most gruesome ways. I have a very distinct memory of seeing the trailer to this also with Elliot and Eric, I think. I think we saw it maybe before Rambo, I'm guessing. Possibly. But uh, Elliot saw the title Talk of about Midnight the Meat, meat Train, train and le leaned over to me and whispered, that's what I call my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Midnight Meat Train. We got stars here. Vinnie Jones, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Leslie Bibb. Uh-oh, everybody buckle your Bart belts because Roger Bart is in it. <laughs> and Get on Shields. the Bart train. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Wait, is it on me or? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I'll, I'm going to say 6.1. I'm going to give it a solid 7. 6.0, Dan. Oh, Dan, yeah. so good. He's so fucking good. He's so good at rating. <laughs> you want to be, Dan is you the be guy mad at him, but you got you to gotta give him credit. No, I, I got to recognize uh, game. Unless I'm starting <laughs> to think that Dan is the guy rating all these movies on IMDb. I read a lot of reviews and stuff. I, I I think I do have a pretty good idea of like what the conventional wisdom is on a movie. Cause this I is just, my mistake because I've been reading books all this time. Yeah. I should have been reading the IMDb reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guess. Hey, sorry, where's, Charles Dickens. What did you think about Midnight Meat Train? Nothing? My, then fuck you. My strategy finally paid off. <laughs> <laughs> One out of a million times. This is coming handy. Okay, gang, our next movie is a horror comedy from 2012 <laughs> titled Fresh Meat. Mm. Uh, a dysfunctional gang of criminals takes a middle-class <laughs> Maori family hostage and discovers too late that they are cannibals. Oh, I've seen this movie. The big star, of course, that's right. Django fed himself to Mura Morrison. That's what I was yeah. guessing. Uh, does he play, also, does, I've never watched the Boba Fett show. Does he play Boba Fett on the show? He does, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And he's complained about how often they make him say lines and not wear his mask, which is <laughs> correct. That's the correct tank take. Boba <laughs> Fett shouldn't talk. He should wear a mask. And he should wear his mask, yeah. All his lines should have been said by Ming-Na because she's great. Wait, is Ming-Na Wen in that show? Yeah, yeah. She's his, uh, she's his like, major domo. She's his, like, I didn't partner. know that. I would watch that show if I knew that. She's great. Ellie, you're up first, right? I think. Uh, am I? Yeah. yeah, you can go first. Oh, for, uh, what was it called? Fresh Meat? Fresh Meat. Fresh Meat, a movie Dan has seen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, how about? Horror comedy. Horror like, comedy. Let's people say. People might like it. I'm going to say 5.3. Uh, I'll go higher on that. I'm going to say 5.8. 5.4. Elliot, oh, good wow. one, dude. Oh, finally. Oh, finally. E Looks like the I tide overestimated is turning. The desire for. Okay, so the next movie with in. The general public versus. Yeah, the, with me. the general public do not like to laugh and scream at the same time, even though they do. Although, yeah, I mean, like lately it's been big again. Like, I, guess, I feel. Well, I guess the thing is. Horror comedies really rely on the individual horror comedy. Mm -hmm. No one's going to, I think people are not going to go out of their way. They're going to be like, a horror comedy? That's my favorite genre. But they do enjoy mm -hmm. it when they when they like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, the next movie in the Meat Lovers category is another horror comedy. Let's keep it up. Uh -oh. From 2016, it is the French movie Raw. <laughs> Is that a comedy? <laughs> well, it depends on what you think's funny. <laughs> I still young... haven't seen Raw. Oh, it's great. In the, I know, in the, in the I vein of such other like French horror detain. comedies as Inside and Martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> a young woman studying to be a vet develops a craving for human flesh. Now, that means like a veterinarian, not a veteran. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. who would study to Studying to be a veteran. I mean, no, I no, guess yeah. I mean, if you're going to, yeah. yeah the Army War College, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Army War College. Yeah, that's a real place. <laughs> Is it? It just yeah. sounds it's such a up. weird title. <laughs> like, that sounds made let's up. get Army and War in there. <laughs> but there's well, also the Army runs it. Yeah, Army, uh, College on War. Yeah, no, I mean, it all makes sense. It just sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, Army Hammer runs it, keeping the cannibal theme alive. <laughs> Oh, man, Elliot, that was delicious. <laughs> okay. That so, joke was uh, Dan, why don't you uh, – uh, Elliot, have you seen Raw? Uh, I actually – you know what? I have not seen Raw. I remember when it came out. I considered okay. seeing it, and I didn't get around to it. So yeah, we know that the director, Julie DeCorneau, uh, her movies can be a little divisive, but people seem to like them. And by people, I mean me. <laughs> Stuart Wellington. What Audiences. else did she do? Uh, Titan. She did do Titan. Okay, yeah, that was that was the uh, you and I are on opposite opposite sides of the divide on Titan. I think. Okay, well, <laughs> but you oh, know what? If it I watched me. movies, if I ever got to watch a movie all the way through, I think I would have liked Titan more. There was something about having to stretch it out over yeah, a few days that, that that made it harder. Yeah, well, especially because of the like the wildly changing styles of movie that it is. Yes, uh, would be more, is more fun in one sitting. Yes, I think that's true. And I, well, what what carries you over that though is like tone, which is hard to like break and then rebuild. Well, it's also there's some mm -hmm. movies that where I'm like, it's the same reason there are TV shows that I don't watch that I would rather watch as a movie if that if they exist that way because it's like I don't want to live in this feeling for this long a period of time. Like you know, like Friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish Friends I was just a movie. I mean, Friends is a movie. It's called The Big Chill, right? Of Friends. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that Raw got a, a 7.0. I'm going to say it got a 7.4. Dan sniped it, 7.0. Oh, exactly. Wow, wow headshot. Oh, <laughs> Critical roll. Okay. This is, I, you know, honestly, I didn't know that this was a skill. <laughs> I got to figure Dan, out what to do with only this. there was a way to make money doing this. <laughs> yeah. There is not. Okay, <laughs> the next movie in the... <laughs> Meat Dan Lover's is category. now traveling. He's now with a carnival. And he's like, yeah, see if you can guess an IMDb score as well as I can. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you win, you get the, one of these spider rings. <laughs> and if and if, I, if I lose, I have to bite the head off a chicken. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. oh, spider rings. <laughs> then there's a, huge, there's a huge stuffed animal. And the way you rig it so they never win that is you start naming movies that don't exist. So there's no way they can accurately get the score. Yeah. The next movie in the Meat Lovers category is a comedy <laughs> from 2016, an animated comedy titled Sausage Party. Ugh. Oh, yeah, sure. A sausage Ugh. strives Finally, to discover a cartoon the for truth about his existence. <laughs> Finally. Sausage Party famous for pushing animators to the edges of sanity with the, with the terrible working conditions and schedule. Uh. <laughs> uh, stars Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Some Apatows. Michael Sarah. 
I usually like Rogan. I think this is probably the worst thing he's done. Uh, that Ninja Turtles movie uh, was enjoyable. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah. Did so you I see took it? Sammy to go see to go see it. Yeah, I want I want to see that. That looks fun. Uh, I like turtles. Mm-hmm. Stuart whole, loves turts. Yeah, you did a whole presentation on them. Top turts. My second uh, favorite Stuart presentation. Top turts. Stuart, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta call on one of us because oh we'll yeah, be forgetting you, uh, on who. <laughs> uh, Elliot, why don't you tell me what do you think? Uh, For sausage party. Th- yep. I'm gonna say. Remember, people who watched the movie rated this. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, it's not all it, crits. It's not it's all hard, crits. But it's hard it. for me to go above a four point eight. So okay. Um, I know there are a lot of numbnuts out there, so <laughs> I'm going to go up to uh, 5.4. Dan got it with a 6.1. Uh, wow. Not quite E.T., but getting closer to E.T. rating. <laughs> okay, now we're into the final category of the night. That, I have to remember that this is the IMDb was the place where for decades, I think, the number one best movie ever made was The Shawshank Redemption, yeah. which is a very good movie. It's a very mm-hmm. good movie. But it, mm-hmm. it, the idea that that was the height of artistic achievement in, in the realm of film was, yeah. you know. Well, because it's based on the likelihood of if your dad is walking by a TV in the middle of a Saturday <laughs> afternoon and it's on the TV, will he stop and watch it? I mean, I'll stop and watch it. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, yeah. but it's, you know, there's, it's not, it's not a, it's the ambition in it is, is relatively low, you know. What's your, uh, guys, real quick before we, there's a side question. What is the movie that your dad, uh, what's your dad's favorite movie? Like what movie is your dad going to stop and watch on a Saturday afternoon the most? Um, look, my dad, my dad is a man of, uh, an older generation. I think that that makes sense. This math checks out. If he was a younger <laughs> think, generation, it would be weird. Time think, travel would have to be involved. Uh-huh, yeah, no, yeah. he's saying, a thing at the doorstep. There's content in it that he you know, wouldn't. My dad's be. a Benjamin Button, so he's a baby right now. There's content in it he wouldn't be as keen on today. I'm just trying to protect my dad from, from the judgment of. of it's going to be like Animal House but, or some shit. No, so he well, loves like, Birth I, of a Nation. I think. The one I can remember him really loving is MASH, which okay. uh, is a great movie in many ways, but also has a lot of unpleasant 70s, like yeah. being mean to w- women and minorities. It's, stuff that, in it's it too. that kind of like National Lampoon-ish style of humor where it's yeah. like, it's time for white guys to be able to rebel by being mean to everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We got to take down the system while still maintaining our level of entitlement at all times. Yeah, like, I mean, like my dads are like, uh, Lawrence of Arabia or like Zulu or Zulu Dawn. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, if, if it's, if you can look past the racism, Zulu's a solid action adventure movie. But <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so I, and with, uh, with my dad, uh, similarly, I think probably the Patriot with Mel Gibson, like, because he loves his highest compliment for a movie is if he can watch it and be like, that's how they really fought battles back then. That's yeah, how they really did yeah, it. Yeah, my dad's like that too. He, know, at one point, he was like, "He's like, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have better uh, defensive equipment uh, against the siege in Helm's Deep." And I'm like, "You need to shut your fucking mouth." <laughs> but at the same time, the movie that my dad don't make me the, Oedipus, you dad. <laughs> the, the movie that my dad for years tried to get me to watch, and I refused to watch it because he wanted me to watch it so badly, was Breaking Away, the biking mm. movie, the bicycle uh-huh. bike riding, yeah, movie. Yeah. and that's a great shot movie. In Indiana. Yeah, yeah shot and that's in and that's a that's a genuinely great movie. I'm glad I finally watched it. Uh, it wasn't asked, but I think that my mom's favorite, the ones that I remember are, uh, she really likes the African Queen, and mm-hmm. she liked any, she liked movies with her dreamboat Paul Newman in them. Uh, yeah, well, that's what my mom, her favorite movie is The Sting because of Robert mm-hmm. Redford. She loves Robert Redford. Man, two hunks. Yeah. yeah. They're Man, both in The Sting. 
Yeah. Two for uh, one. I feel like two for one. You get like, both of them. Your mom and my mom could just hang out and watch the sting and masturbate together. I guess. <laughs> oh God! Don't. Why'd you take it there? I'm like, I'm trying to remember what my I mom. Knew they, like can, it. they can do it. I just don't know why. <laughs> you don't want to think about it. And my my grandmother's favorite movie is One Two Three, starring James Cagney, the Billy Wilder movie. Another hunk, man. All yeah. these hunks, all these boys. Classic Hollywood hunks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, we are into the final category, and it is called the works. Also known as Supreme, depending on what part of the country you're from. Okay. I wonder if we should do a mini sometime where it's just our family members' favorite movies, where we just mm-hmm. ask around and get a sense of it. That'd be good. We can get it, it, it more definitively. So Yeah, yeah. We can actually ask them. See if my sister's favorite movies are still Teen Wolf and Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off, as they were when we were kids. Okay. So the first movie in the works category is, I believe, a comedy from 2020 titled Work It. It looks like it's a Netflix movie. Boo. I hope it is shitty. Don't watch it. When Quinn Ackerman's admission to the college of her dreams depends on her performance at a dance competition, she forms a ragtag group of dancers. It's always ragtag. It might be a dance school. Maybe it's a dance school she's trying to get into. Otherwise, I don't know why it would matter. But they are always ragtag. They're never, the tags are never not ragged. Yeah. Uh, Group of dancers to take on the best squad in school. Now she just needs to learn how to dance. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Can so. I tell you something? I, yep. I've seen this movie. I saw it in, uh, we were going to the wedding of uh, a coworker of ours, uh, Elliot, Zach, Zach uh, Delanzo. Uh, oh, Zach, my former writer's assistant. Now he's a yeah. TV writer all grown up. I'm so proud of that mm-hmm. boy. We went upstate. Uh, we were staying in Albany. The, uh, the, uh, the, the wedding was Capital just outside. Capital of New York State. Yeah, and uh, after the 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 pre dinner or not dinner uh, like cocktails the night before uh, got a little rainy, so we went back to the hotel and we're like looking for something to watch. Uh, and I saw on Netflix that this had Audrey's two favorite things: a ragtag group of underdogs <laughs> yeah. and a dance movie <laughs> put oh, together. Wow, like finally. I think this is what we got to watch, and. Uh, you know, for what it is, which is a Netflix streaming movie that probably was just sort of shat ass content. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty fun one. It's like a fun little movie. Uh, I'll I'll say it gets a five point six. Five point six from Dan. I'm gonna give it a four point two. Wow. Well. Dan's relying on his experience again because it's a 6.1. Good job, Danny boy. Almost as good as Swiss Army Man. (laughs) (laughs) Make a double feature of it. Okay, the next movie in the works category from 1998, a comedy titled Dirty Work. A loser. We're all familiar with this one, yeah. A loser finds success in the revenge for hire business, starring the late, great Norm MacDonald and a bunch of other people. Director Bob Saget. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Bob Saget directed that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dan? Uh, this is a tough one because there's there's two things going on here. Dirty Number and one, work. <laughs> Dirty Work has some huge, huge laughs in it. It has some very funny stuff in it. But on the other side, it's not very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, but it it's succeeds. the kind of movie where a regular person watching it will probably be like, I don't like this. But it's got it's also got a fervent cult following. Yeah, no, it, it succeeds 
wildly as a comedy just on the level of making you laugh as a, a technical piece of movie making it's it's junk but like although Dan, it is really throwing one shade hour, at the late bob saget wow <laughs> one hour and 22 minutes i mean <laughs> that's pretty great right there uh, no i know I'm giving, it's a high cult review, following. I'm giving a, a good a good review to the runtime yeah it's got a cult following i'm gonna give it a 6.8 elliot 6.8 i'm gonna say those dirty workers are beat the dirty workers are coming out in droves. I'm going to say an 8.3, better than ET. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dan, you are very close. 6.4. Wow. Good job, Dan. Oh, wow. Can okay. we go back to the scores again? Who's winning? <laughs> Dan's winning by a ton. Uh, but I feel like you should just keep playing for love of the game. Yeah, I know. I just love the experience so much. <laughs> okay, the next and movie. Right now, while I'm on strike and I have a little bit of a cough that I'm getting over, and I'm super stressed out, is exactly the time for me to play a game where I'm losing handily constantly. The constant mm-hmm. stream of rejection is good for oh, me right Ellie, now. Oh, come on. Come I'm on, just come kidding. On. I'm just joshing with you. you find uh-huh. uh, I'm just joshing. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Okay, the next movie is an action crime drama mystery thriller from 2002. <laughs> Quite mm-hmm. a grab bag of genres there. <laughs> Which I feel like 2002 was really a like a fucking bumper year for action crime drama mystery thrillers. Yeah, this it's a movie what got called- us away from the doldrums of 9-11. <laughs> this is part of the, the works category. That's right. It's blood work. Oh, with oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. Still recovering from a heart transplant, retired FBI profiler Terry McCaleb, played by Clint Eastwood. I'm glad they include that in the description. <laughs> uh, returns to service when his own blood analysis offers clues to the identity of a serial killer. Yeah. You guys you guys see this one? You see I this see bad boy? I this movie. I don't, it's not great, but it's, I think it's in that genre of movies that in a simpler time when they're, you know, if you had an afternoon and everyone else was out of the house and blood work came on TNT, you, yeah, you just masturbate to that. Sure, everyone else is out of the house. <laughs> yeah. so like, well, last week it was to kiss the girl. Yourself. Before that, it was copycat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the uh, and the this is around the same time that Clint did that movie called True Crime, right? That where I get I get the two mixed up. Where he's a reporter, I think, who's yep. got to get someone off death row. Yeah, he had a real run of kind of airport thriller. Yeah. Uh, absolute power. Mm-hmm. This movie also stars Angelica Houston, who rules. She yeah. does rule. Yeah. She's my favorite Houston. <laughs> Take that, Sam. <laughs> Take that, Danny. Oh, but he wears so many hats. Okay, Dan. Um, what do you well, think? No, what do you think? Been, no, but it, if it's a hat competition, Danny <laughs> is handily taken. Angelica doesn't wear hats that much. But why should she? Her hair is a natural is a national treasure. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, That's I'm what Nicolas Cage should have been going after in those movies. Angelica, Angelica Houston's, Houston's hair. hair. Yeah. And then he'd snatch it <laughs> off like a wig, just like in The Witches. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to say this gets a 5.8. Okay, 5.8 from Dan. Okay, I'm giving it a 6.5. Remember, 5. Elliot, you nailed it. America loves Clint, 6.4. Wow. Oh, yeah. Dan, okay. never underestimate Clint Eastwood in a watchable, nothing yeah. special movie. Yeah. I saw I, I, have you seen Tightrope? I saw a rep uh, not screening a long time, but yeah. of it recently. Like I had seen it when I was younger, and I must have seen like an edited for TV version. Well, they used to show see- it on like TNT a lot. Yeah. yeah, seeing the unedited Tightrope, I'm like, this movie is way like kinkier and 
sleazier than I expected out of Clint Eastwood. Like, so, in a good way. I was yeah, like, good, oh, I mean, this the, is great. Clint Eastwood, I think because he, people think of him as a conservative because he is politically mm-hmm. very conservative. I think, and he makes a lot of movies like Blood Work or has made a lot. I mean, he's an old man now. He doesn't make that many movies anymore. Is I think people forget what a what an adventurous filmmaker he can be. And that yeah. he his filmography, both starring and directing, is filled with very interesting choices and like not willing not being afraid to push what he's capable of on screen or what his image is or what kind of story he can tell. I really admire him as an artist in a lot of ways. Well also for like for a guy who also again, a guy who famously is like one take and done. Yeah. Yes. Also yeah it's where <laughs> he is also not that interested in in doing hard work a lot of the time. Uh, uh, again, a notable conservative, but there's a scene in Tightrope I remember where he's like interviewing uh, like a homosexual prostitute has been sent to him by the like the person who's taunting him. And he doesn't treat like this person badly. He just treats them like a person who like he's he's trying to figure out what's going on. At the end, the the, the prostitute's like, you don't want to have sex? He's like, nah. He's like, well, don't knock until you try it. And Clint goes, who says I haven't tried it? And I'm like, Clint, look at you. Ooh, <laughs> he's, wow. he's he's a real old school economic conservative for the most yeah. part. You know, like I think he's he's a guy who he's he's literally a guy who just does not want you to tell him what to do. And that's yeah. basically it. So but I the I read an article about him recently where he was like, he's like, the only superhero I ever would have wanted to play was Namor the Submariner. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said this a long time ago. Uh, but it was just like that. That and I was like, "What a weird <laughs> choice!" But I can kind of see it working when he was young. Like, yeah. maybe if only, you know. Yeah, yeah, like a, said like it. a the beguiled era. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Hope, I hope he said it with like that dreamy tone in his voice that you gave him, <laughs> like of regret. Well, because Namor has a in in the comics has a pretty clear mission objective. <laughs> Which and is half sex Sue with Sue Storm. Storm. Yeah, <laughs> very much Possibly so. Possibly with Reed Richards watching. Um, okay. <laughs> well, but, like, but Stuart, you mentioned, yeah, because he wants to cuck Reed Richards. Yeah, that's, that's what he's more right. into it. Yeah. The, the, uh, you mentioned the Beguiled. Like, that, like Clint Eastwood has done a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think of as Clint Eastwood stuff, you know? Movie he rules. didn't direct that. He starred in it, but still. But he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked about a lot of great movies today, but I think there's only one movie that can really finish out this game, okay? And if Ellie can get it, he will tie this game. <laughs> That what? seems impossible. <laughs> well, let's find out. Uh, this is a action comedy crime movie from 1990, Men at Work. Uh, <laughs> last movie in the works category. The dirty work of its day, Men at Work. Two garbage men uncover a conspiracy involving illegal toxic waste dumping and decide to bring the whole operation down. Is that the only movie that the, the two Estevez brothers have made together? Did they make any other movies together? Weren't they in like? Were they in young? Uh, are they in Young Guns? Oh or yeah, young yeah, guns they too? did the Young yeah. Guns movies together, right? Charlie Sheen and the rest of us. I don't know. I never actually saw the Young Guns movies. Oh, uh, wait till they make the. I strangely saw Men at Work multiple <laughs> times as a child. <laughs> I think they were in Young Guns. I'm surprised they have not tried to reboot that as Old Guns. Man, that would be great, right? Or they Old should. Young Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, do you guys need me to tell you the stars? <laughs> or the director? <laughs> Who, Who is, is the director, director of Men at Work? Emilio Estevez. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Is Dean Cameron in Men at Work as well? I think he might be. Ain't so. Um, anyway, Men at Work. Men at, yep, hell yeah, he is. He plays the pizza man. Um, <laughs> and Keith David's in it. 
Oh, well, does that bump up your score, Elliot? <laughs> I mean, whatever to be, it was I mean, in your mind? I will. I'm on. I will. If I haven't been on record before, I will go on record as saying anything with Keith David in it is better than anything that doesn't have. Well, that's not true. There's lots yeah. of great movies that there's like there's a lot of bad Keith David movies that, and there are a lot of great movies without him in it. But but you're saying he would improve most films. He improves any movie he's in. Real quick, certainly. before if it's going to affect your score, the tagline for this movie is two garbage men who know when something smells funny." <laughs> oh, they don't if you've seen the movie. Uh, Keith David, I was I was just I recently guess? watching. I did I did take some time out of my day recently to watch some vintage interview footage of Keith David talking about being in Platoon, and oh. the uh, just sounds great. But uh, so men at uh, so uh, men at work. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can get if you can get this right on the dot, you win the game. <laughs> Ugh, well, I'm not going to, but I'm going to say five point five. Wow, I was get uh, this is going to be very close because I was going to say five point three. 5.9, Elliot wow. ties the game. Yes, closer, yes. <laughs> he doesn't win, Only- though, because he, he had to get it completely on the dot. Guys, this oh. was so much fun. Thanks for playing my game. Uh, next time, maybe we'll just play a regular The Flophouse Motion Picture uh, Puzzle Parlor or Puzzle Palace or whatever I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, like but instead, so you, guys, <laughs> you guys vanquished the pizza parlor. Okay. So uh, this was a Flophouse Mini. The Flophouse Mini <laughs> is part of the Flophouse Podcast. It's like podcast. a Five Nights at Freddy type situations. Flophouse That's Podcast is part of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network where you can get a ton of great comedy and culture podcasts. The show is produced lovingly by Alexander Smith. Uh, thanks so much for playing with me. I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Dan McCoy. Who I want to clarify something from before. I like hearing nice things from people on the street. <laughs> like, don't let me my awkwardness dissuade you. I like that part. I'm just trying to say that depending on my own mental health that day, my warmth may vary. But I appreciate it. And thank you for anyone who likes the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm Elliot Kalen. I just want to remind you to go to I just want to remind you to go to theflophouse.simpletix.com for tickets to the Flop TV show coming up next week. And go to vidiotsfoundation.org if you want to get tickets for our LA live shows October 19th. And don't come up and talk to me. I'm not a Dan McCoy. Just kidding. No, I do want you to a, come up and talk to me. He's it's a always big old it's teddy al- bear. No, it's always a pleasure when when someone comes up and, and says, Hey, I like your podcast. That's great. Feel free to come up to me. Uh yeah. and Go to Stuart's bar and spend some money and tell him you like the podcast also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all, folks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.